0: Welcome to the Only One Business Show with me, your host, James Nathan, chatting to some of the UK's leading business professionals, sharing tips, insights, and advice on how to create amazing customer experiences whilst building bigger, better, and more profitable businesses as a result. What can you do in your business today and in the years to come to truly delight your clients? What exceptional experiences can you give them to take away and cherish? How can you delight the most important person in the world? Satisfaction makes you one of many. Delighting clients makes you the only one. And you can't be just one. You have to be the only one. Hello and welcome to the Only One Business Show with me, your host, James Nathan. And today on the show, a fabulous guest for you who's a professional performer, keynote speaker and author who helps teams maintain the mindset and desire to perform at their very, very best. His background is as a corporate exec turned business magician, and yeah, that's a thing, who has performed from Las Vegas to Paris to Sydney Opera House in Australia. He's the author of three business books. His two latest books are bestsellers, and his first book internationally to date has sold over three copies. Oof. Do you know what? That's only marginally more successful than my book. <laughs> he has His ideas have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, ABC News, CNBC, Success Magazine, and many, many more. His third book, Significance in Simple Moments, has gone through six printings and focuses on the human connections that you make to achieve significance. Profits from this book are donated in support of the Miracles and Magic Foundation, a show which was founded by this gentleman and his family miracles and magic is a los angeles sorry miracles and magic is a las vegas style grand illusion and comedy magic show that provides children with life-threatening illnesses a chance to forget about the treatments the shots the hospitals and instead shares the wonder and joy of comedy magic and illusion that just sounds fantastic living in columbus ohio please welcome John Petz. John, how are you? James, doing very well. You actually did a lot of homework or someone in my office gave you all kinds of uh, fodder to talk about. That was wonderful. Bits and pieces (laughs) of both, but but, uh, I'm absolutely fascinated. I I obviously want to get into the business and the books and stuff, but how did you get into magic?
1: Wow. Uh, Legitimately, father showed me a penny trick when I was seven years old and I think, like many kids, I had got the magic kit. And you play around with it for a while, and I was just one of those things. I I never gave up, and I used it as uh-huh. a you know, professional sales and marketing guy was the most fantastic icebreaker. So it really became a a big piece of what I did.
0: And it's uh, I, I, the and the children side of it I just have you know just sounds wonderful. Um, how often does the show run? Where how does it go? What, how, tell me about that.
1: Sure, we've done it in multiple different cities. Right now, doing it in Columbus. Uh, being the the producer, the the one of the performers, we'll I mean, be bringing talent from around the world. But the big one just took place in Columbus, actually, about a one month ago. And, right? Uh, it's 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 been tremendous. We've done it in different cities in Ohio, and if if people out there want to do one, we we'd certainly love to talk.
0: And the significance of simple moments. It sounds such a simple thing, but uh, and I know you talk a lot about the lost art of human communication, John. But yeah. what what is that? Where what have we really lost the art of communication? Well, you know, I have three daughters
1: and when I see what they do and how they interact and my oldest being in in university right now and I remember going down the the dormitory, you know, and the the doors are open and we're talking to people and now you walk down that same hall, there's no doors open. They're, They're communicating in different ways. But when I see how they interact with each other and how they interact some in the business world, it's a challenge to some to have, you know, we can communicate anytime in video across the world but to have that quality conversation across the table, across an office, uh, I see that lacking. So when I talk about that lost art, I, I think we're, I think someone could be in trouble. I'm worried.
0: Well, we all know what you're talking about because we yeah. go into I mean, I was in an office last week and uh, and I was working with someone at their desk and, and a, an email pinged up and it said, would you like a coffee? And it was from someone across the room. And you think, why didn't you just stand up or shout out or, you know, just just craziness. But it's much more than that, isn't it? It's all the phones and, and, and WhatsApp and all, all that sort of thing.
1: And nothing we all haven't heard before and looking at. And I mean, I even, to go deeper into it, it's the... Uh, you look at the growth curve of the mobile technology and you look behind it and here comes a growth curve of anxiety disorders and depressions and all these elements. As my middle daughter says, it's a comparison disease. We're continually comparing ourselves to other people and we can never seem to own up and to level up to that. It's, it's hurtful. I don't
0: know how we got on this. But that's I don't it? know. I'm, I'm about to jump on a big high horse and ride off into the distance as I watch my 11-year-old daughter who, you know, cannot get away from the kids at school. You know, if you, yeah. in the old days you fell out with someone or you had an argument or you disagreed with something. You had all night to, to not worry about it. But uh, how did you get to where you are now, John? Just take us back in time a little bit. Talk us through, you know, how you went from, you know, being a sales and marketing guy through to, you know, the John Petz experience?
1: Yeah, well, happy to. In an abbreviated form, uh, I was a, you know, telecommunications. That's what I studied voice and data communications. This is back when you still had to dial the one or the nine for the long distance calls, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but uh was, was successful in that on the sales side and uh, was started performing against after I got my real job, as I called it. And I literally, after three years in the corporate world, I, I quit. And was going to go be a magician, and I survived. This is, you know, early.com. Right. I started a little coffee business online, which, if I only could have figured that out, James, I will tell you.
0: Ooh, <laughs> wow! Yeah.
1: But uh, from there, I jumped back into the dot com world. I uh, had some good success. Was number fifteen in. We built about fifteen hundred people. Rode the dot com all the way up, all the way down. And when that kind of tanked, I ended up as the you know the job that you think you always want, which was the you know I had the corner office and the company Mercedes and the country club med- you know, all these status things that you think.
0: Yeah. Were-
1: yeah. I didn't have that sense of purpose and uh, I was doing a lot of sales training, a lot of sales inspiration, but I made it fun. I kind of brought that comedy and magic element to it. And yep. really had other people start asking me, geez, you think you could do that for our company? Could you come talk to my sales team and my service team? And, you know, as, and you know, this is, you know, magic is about those unexpected moments, those moments that, you know, many people talk about the surprise, the delight, how can you mm-hmm. create that one moment that people talk about, tweet about, blog about, post about, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So in the very abbreviated format, that's that's how I got here. I guess I left I left corporate over fifteen years ago. In June it'll be sixteen years.
0: I read a fantastic quote the other day. I think it was Bob Marley and it said, Some people are so poor all they have is money. Awesome. Um and it uh, and it just struck me when you were talking then about, you know, leaving the the trappings of corporate life. Um, to go and make a difference to people. What what are you seeing in businesses? What is what is the one thing that's standing out for you at the moment? You're thinking, oh God, if I could just change that. I love that. You know, when I ask clients,
1: you know, what they want out of a presentation, and you know, as a as a keynote speaker, like many of your guests on here, but it's understanding their challenges. And I think people having less of a sense of a connection to see how much they're valued. Mm -hmm. People leave because they're not recognized, they're not appreciated. I like to think of it even in the sense that, you know, simply because we know how to do these tasks or we know how to make that sale, do we really understand how much that impacts the people down the road that we work with? So I would think a a sense of impact, a sense of value is what a lot of corporations, or I should say a lot of people I think are missing or feeling that sense of value. Mm -hmm. Is that uh i guess that's where i want to go with that.
0: yeah okay and how do how do we change that then how do we help people feel that sense of of importance and value within business you know what i love to do when this is even back in the corporate my career world uh i would take my sales team
1: and if it was in the, in the dot-com we did a lot of you know shipping and the logistics and i'm like i, I want i want us to go walk the warehouse i want us to, you to know how <laughs> when you sold this client and you have this team doing this project Let's truly job share in a sense for a day to know what the accounting department goes through, to know what the operation guy has to do because you agreed to this price point. So really having people engaged into a bigger process, I think, can be a great element. But then also uh, there is a series of questions I love to ask people about. What do you do? You know, and people say, well, I'm I'm a sales guy. I'm a salesperson. I'm a sales, you know, I'm executive. And they always give this quick, easy title answer I'm like no what do you really do what is the purpose of what you do and we take yeah. two or three levels deep and as a result of you doing that you know what happens okay so the product gets as a result of them getting shipped a product potentially what is the benefit of that person and just literally trying to walk them through that entire course and have them realize you know I'm not a you know I'm not a speaker and entertainer I help people re-engage into the purpose and passion and what they do that's what I do so I call those "I am" statements, but that's been something that I love to try to share and do out there.
0: And that's a tough thing, isn't it? Because we're, we're, I guess, we fall into that trap of when people say, "Hey, what do you do?" You just say, "I'm a," and you give the job title, and right. and that that person only knows what they think that means, don't they?
1: Right. And what it means to them, or how they internalize that as their, you know, whatever's on their pay stub as their job title or their, you know, their credit on their business card, right?
0: Yep. Yep. And that means absolutely nothing to most of us. (laughs) And and getting to that the the benefit of the benefit stuff you're talking about that that's tough. It
1: it certainly can be, and it's you know some people don't want to go there. Some people realize that, and others you know hold back and they want to hide behind those job titles. They don't want to they don't want to perform beyond their job description. They just want to come in, do their thing, collect the paycheck, and and go home. Sometimes, and that's unfortunate.
0: Well, it's, it's sad, isn't it? How do you work out the purpose, though? Because if you, you know, I've had lots of people come on the, on the show and talk about purpose. Some poo-poo the idea is something that Simon Sinek made some money out of selling books about, and others, are, you know, very passionate about understanding it. But how do we, how do we find that in, within ourselves? How do we work out what it is?
1: That's a question that people answer many different ways, and you're right, a lot of people talk about purpose right now. Uh, I, you know, it's, well, to use Simon's line, you know, finding what that why is, but I think that's also an overused element. You know, when we go home at night and we think about the, the reason we're getting up, there's that one thing that we're excited about getting up in the morning uh, or not getting up in the morning for, but, you know, I talk about my kids a lot. That's the, the purpose behind my passion. Yeah. Uh, asking ourselves what we do, why we do and how we do it. And then trying to identify those outcomes in terms of uh, as a result of me doing this job successfully what will I do better what will I how will I treat people different how how will it really impact me if anything and if it's not impacting you or trying to build up your own uh, persona character health body mind you know faith however these things may come into it then you need to figure out what tasks might help you build your financial faith family etc 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 Uh that's not a that's not an easy question to answer, but I'm glad you asked it.
0: No, I I, I just I'm always fascinated by different people's views yeah. of that because you know my my purpose is a very personal thing. It's all about my family and yeah. and the life that we live. And uh, you know, would I I'd like to think that I made a difference to the world, but um, you know that that difference is one person at a time. Um, sometimes groups, sometimes you know auditoriums, but it's all about you know the the thing that's important to me. Some people have a much greater and and bigger sense of purpose. Um, how do you how can you use magic in that scenario how does that come into the place in relation to purpose or overall yeah uh, and to helping people find their purpose and helping them find a become more motivated in their day i like to use the magic
1: in terms i guess when i use the magic it's not so much a a using it with a storyline of purpose except for the the nathan story which i don't know if i can shortcut It's, it's based on the premise of the last book where my purpose i so i thought Well, you know, I'm going to jump back for a second, James. I apologize. So when we talk about magic in the terms of purpose, you know, there's one fascinating story where I was asked by a a charity to come perform at the hospital. And I I learned shortly on that phone call, they they told me like, well, this kid really, he really wants to meet David Copperfield. Right. If there's, no, if there's no magic, you know, fans that are listening. He's, you know, the number one most famous, he's the fan. big guys. He? He, he yeah. Houdini. And they're like, we don't think he's going to be able to do it. So we've called you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm honest to goodness. And that's how I respond. I'm like, I'm nobody. I am a no name. I've got no business, no purpose being in that room. Right. And, uh, lo and behold, as uncomfortable as it was, of course, I, I agree to it and an incredible story unfolds throughout it, but, what I learned as a as a result of that uh, was five months after the fact, and I learned that my purpose that day wasn't simply to do the magic trick it was that person who just had to show up and perform and give somebody some child a a sense an experience a moment to to laugh and forget about you know you haven't mentioned earlier forget about the hardships their their normal day. Mm-hmm. When I look at the purpose sometimes your purpose is is being you and sharing whatever gift that you have. And it doesn't have to be a magic trick. It just has to be that smile, the handshake, that friendly connection, the being Mm. willing to go out of your way, being willing to perform a little beyond your job description. So you can truly make a difference in that moment.
0: And being second to David Copperfield is not a bad thing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think you'd be pretty happy with that. You could, you could walk away with a smile on your face. When, when you, in the, in the, significance of simple moments um and obviously that book sold very very well what is it that's so special about those little things to people
1: well and I think it's the little things that people remember I, I think sometimes we go into you know if it's a service situation or or any even any retail establishment and we have a certain level of expectation of even a, a dry cleaner right my shirts mm-hmm. are going to be done on Tuesday and you show up and they're done on Tuesday. You don't go, wow. You know, it's, you know, that, that was the expectation <laughs> yes. of that major, that major purchase in a sense, but it's that right. little thing that I remember. I was like, Hey, Mr. Pets, here's your shirt back. We noticed the second button down was cracked a little bit. So we just went ahead and put a new button on there for you. And it was like, Oh, wow. You know, I think yeah. sometimes we try to raise this bar so much, but the story I would tell in that environment wasn't the fact that my shirt looked, clean and pressed because that's what I wanted was the fact that they actually noticed anticipated Mm -hmm. my needs and did something about it at, at their, what did that cost? It probably cost 10 cents for the button. And uh, I don't know how quick they can do it, but a whole lot quicker than I replace a button. So. (laughs) But those simple things, that's what we talk about.
0: And anticipating needs and, uh, and looking for moments to delight. People talk about a lot of that. Is that, can you train that stuff, John? Oh, I love, I love when I get asked that. It's uh, like the book I talked
1: about is identifying the moments, delivering them, and then appreciating and recognizing them. And mm-hmm. that first question is how do we identify? How do we even realize we're in that possible moment to go by and, rather than just going through a mundane task? And I had the best like scenario happen. And this was a middle tier hotel room And, you know, there's a line of people checking in, I shouldn't say hotel, in a hotel. So I'm in the hotel lobby. I'm three deep Uh in line. And there's one person behind that desk. And there's a, obviously a person who worked there, but wasn't a frontline. He was dressed as a maintenance type tech. You could tell he was working. And he walks by, he saw us all waiting there and he stops. And he's like, hey, can I get any of you a cup of coffee? There's some cookies. Can, Can I get you a cookie while you wait? Some cup of coffee? And I was like, you know, what? Man so you know that just impacted me and so then afterwards i mean i'm into the hotel and i call the general manager and say listen is that just him did you tell him did you how how did he identify the moment and that person said well it's a combination i said that is truly him he's a very service oriented he notices those things but we also have opportunities where we recognize people who have done something uniquely different so yeah uh Trying to identify the moment is a learned skill rather than going through the mundane task. But I think also, I don't know if it's congratulating, recognizing and appreciate someone when they've done that because then Mm -hmm. our brain is more open to to looking for these things. What if I did it this way? What if I didn't walk that way and I asked the question what if I asked instead of checking in? Obviously, I'm checking in. I got a bag and I got my credit card and my, what else can you ask me? What else? I'd like fries with that. What do you offer me? But- yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, the reason I ask about that training thing is because it's it's dead easy. If you've got somebody in your business who comes into your business, who has that mindset, who has those core values, who is service orientated, it is so easy to to yeah. reinforce those good behaviors. But so many people have that innate in them but don't notify. Notice I, 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 I was in a, in a restaurant this morning having breakfast with a, with a client of mine. Um, we sat there for about 10 minutes while people walked past and I tried to catch their eye. And you know, it's clearly obvious we're there for breakfast. You know Why else would we be there? Yeah. Um, but they didn't come near us. They didn't look at us. And I'm thinking, these guys are not trained. You know Where's the managers? Where's the, where's the supervisors? Who's helping them out? Who's trying to teach them? Cause once they know how to do it and they get that kind of buzz back of that happy, you know, happy client, why wouldn't they want to do it again? They'd love to.
1: Absolutely. Right. But it is about identifying. I think some people go numb, you know, once they've done it one way or something's worked, then we, we all go numb, but that continual, you know, continual process improvement, of course, of looking at what we can do on a daily basis to perform a little better than just enough to get by. And what John, what does achieving
0: significance mean?
1: Well, it, it's, it's different in everyone's mind. And I think in real, realistic terms, you know, you and me and our listeners, we can't achieve significance on our own. Uh, signif- significance isn't achieved. It's something that is gifted to you, you know, by the people that you serve by, as, as a leader, as a parent, as a brother, a sister. So significance will mean you being the, the highlight of someone else's life. You being the person who made a difference, made an impact. Uh, So it's a sense and a feeling that we can achieve, but it's only gifted to us by other people.
0: So how do you know when you've got there? Oh,
1: that's the million dollar question, James. (laughs) Because when we get there, do we then try to achieve it in a different level in a different place? Or do we then say, you know what? I'm here. I've made it. I'm good. I mean, I've, I feel like I'm a, a great father and I feel like I've achieved good things and I have great relationships with my daughters, but you know, they're going on to a new phase of their life and I want to achieve significance even in a deeper way because of the new challenges and things they're going to face. So I think it's hopefully for most an evolving process Yeah, and, and looking at it in different places.
0: Well, you touched on something there about kind of con- continually improvement, haven't you? And that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how, how well we think we're doing, we can always be that little bit better.
1: Oh, and it, all of us can, of course. And hopefully that's why you got people here listening. You've got a great show. <laughs>
0: Well, that's really kind of you to say so. It's it's people like you coming on the show that make the big difference, and and I'm so so fascinated by the way that people think about different things. Um, you we 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 started by talking about human connection and communication, yeah. and 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 you know, a little bit of a whinge about how you know it's not good enough, and it's all you know touching keyboards and 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 touch screens these days. But how do we make our businesses communicate better? What little things can we start to do and think about?
1: You know, in terms of thinking about thinking about one like I said I'll give you one example of what I've done. I actually started writing thank you letters again. And not yep. that I completely ever stopped, but I'm doing one a day for 365 days in 2020 just to see what happens. Just a little yep. personal personal experiment. Uh, but looking for opportunities, uh, text messaging and emails and there's so many effective, quick, fast means of communication. But do we get you know responses from them that are going to continue to build our relationships? You know, we we set out to conquer relationships, but in reality, there's these simple moments that there are these simple elements that are significant to the people we serve. Do we know that other person we're communicating with? Do we know what they feel is important? Do we know uh, if they truly are? They, are they an absolute introvert that does not want me to ever call them? Then how can I communicate them in a still a unique mm-hmm. personal way via text or via digital means? But um, I gotta go back to your question. I got off topic there.
0: <laughs> no, don't be silly, but it's about, it's a, so what you're talking about there in, in some ways is effort, isn't it? You know, you talked about thank you letters and, uh, and I, I'm a big, big fan of thank you letters. I'm, I'm forever talking about, you know, sending cards to people and, and everyone goes, James, that's a great idea. Yeah, we, yeah, we should do that. We should go and get some thank you cards printed out. We should send them, but they don't do it. And I think it's because it's too much effort. Well, it's
1: time and energy, right? And even a cost of a stamp of whatever it might be in the country you're listening in, but yeah, no, it's it it takes time when when everything else is so much easier.
0: And when someone does something nice for you like that, they think about you in a different way. They remember something you've done for them, and they and they thank you or they they what whatever it is that they do that that makes you smile. You can't help but but feel positively about that person and also want to help them yourself. And, uh, and I guess that's kind of one of the things that you you talk about in in terms of of looking for those opportunities, but also can you, things like thank you letters, it's a very simple thing. Can we put processes in place in our business, which will allow people to feel that kind of better connection with us?
1: Uh, Business can certainly put in the process. I don't know who would say that they can't or chose not to. Then we're going to look for the immediate return on investment. Is it going to be, you know, is it, You know, people talk about ROR. I forget right now that the author of that book, Return on Relationship, but uh, Uh it was a great, great publication. Looking at it, is it a quick, short-term, you know, immediate response where you're going to get that return from it? Or is it a, you know, something you're going to continue to build?
0: Well, not much in our life. I'm forever talking about ROI with clients. I'm sure you are, you know, they want to know what they're gonna get back. And that's that's important. And to be honest, a lot of what we give, um what they get back from what we give them is to do with what they then do next. And just uh, you know, I I you know, I, I love Bob Berg's book, The Go Giver. It's one of my yeah. favorite books of all time, you know, about just giving for the sake of giving because, you know, within the scheme of things, those who give get. And I think that there's a there's a lot to be said for that.
1: That's the one where, t- yeah, it talks about giving without any expectation of return. I believe, right? Is that?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. it's giving because it's a good thing to do, and that you know, and what goes around comes around. You give enough um, in the right ways, you help the right people, and you never know who they know, who they're going to connect with, and and who will speak favorably of you. No. So, where did the name the John Petz experience come from? Because my my business is called the James Nathan Experience, and so I've got my good story behind oh, that. Where did yours? Where's yours from? You know the, the
1: the company has evolved. I guess with the company, the name. My first company was called Magical Experience because you know it was right. a lot very heavy into the magic. It it was for my brand. After the the second book was called Boring Meetings Suck, so the company was then called uh-huh. Born No More. And it, technically, <laughs> my company is still Born No More, but you know it was it was starting to get branded away from me and my name. So I wanted to go back to my name. And the experience yep. is the fact that it's it's this perfect trifecta of the blending of business strategy. I always want to have the personal inspiring element to the the programs I do, but then darn it, we can laugh and have a good time. So it's not, you know, just a keynote. It's, it's this experience. It's interactive. It's fun, but Uh you know, it's business oriented. So. Well, business should be
0: fun. Shouldn't it? (laughs) It's supposed to be. So many people take the. I mean, I, I was once told by an old mentor of mine, well, I shouldn't say old, he's not that old, but he was a while ago, a long time ago. He said to me, James, take the business seriously. Don't take yourself seriously. And I think that was one of the, the best bits of advice I've ever had. You know, it should be fun what we do. People enjoy that when they interact with us and the whole thing becomes just self-perpetuating. John, give us your one thing. Can we finish with just your 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 one big thing, your golden nugget, the one thing that people can do in their businesses today to make their businesses better for today and better for the years to come? What would that be?
1: Absolutely. Number one, look for simple moments to create new relationships and to build upon the ones that you have. What's meaningful and impactful to them and how can you give them more of that? If it's a personal note, if it's flowers, if it's literally simply, appreciating the value of the work that they've done. I would say it was one element. And the other kind of personal thing that I love to talk about is don't let anyone on your team fall for being just anything. Because we have people that say, you know, I'm just an accounting. I'm just sales. I'm just operate. I'm I'm just a new person. Mm -hmm. Help them understand how important that they are and what they mean to you.
0: Fabulous, John. Thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely, lovely chatting with you. It has. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed this episode of The Only One Business Show, and I look forward to sharing your company again very soon. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so wherever you pick up your podcasts, and in the meantime, have a great day. Bye for now.